Hello, and welcome back to Belmont Bunch. This week, we're putting in about as much effort as the Islanders did in their most recent <laughs> game against Vancouver. We're recording this on our phones, um, and uh, we're going to talk about the recent games, how the Islanders have looked since the very high-profile Bo Horvat trade. So let's get into it. Well, James, yes, um, this is what the Islanders' third period looked like, um, lazy and slow. Um, yeah, Adam Pellick, I think, was using his phone on the ice. That's how he got two penalties on him. Man, what a stupid – I mean, both of them. The first one, at least, just like a hockey play. The second one, mm-hmm. just like a cross-check to a guy way away from the puck. I mean, that made it a lot harder to come back from two goals down because, you know, we're killing a penalty. We've got four minutes left, mm-hmm. and Vancouver was allowed to just, like, you know, kill two minutes off. Um, yeah, Pellick. Two players tonight, like, really stuck out in a negative way. Oh, wait, way. let me let me guess. So, Pellick <laughs> and Ilya Sorokin. <laughs> yeah, and then there's, like, another two secondary ones that were also bad, but their, their, like, mistakes didn't lead directly to goals. I thought Romanov and Dobson were awful in their own zone. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Honestly, like, most of the Islanders tonight, um, even before the third period, you know, the third period they were terrible, but, like, they weren't great. Uh, in the first two periods, either uh, Vancouver uh, came out with more jump. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you know, like it's a revenge thing. You know, they're playing uh, for Beauvillier. You know, um, when when a team trades a guy and then you play that team, uh, I think a lot of guys step up. You know, trying to help their new teammate. Uh, and you know that could have gone both ways tonight. Uh, Horvat scores. Um, Horvat continues to look really good. The Islanders tonight, the defense was awful. So it was like a very un-Islanders night. The Islanders' offense looked great. Um, Brock Nelson looked really good. Bo Horvat looked good. Um, Barzi looked great. Um, somebody who didn't get on the score sheet, I don't think, um, but looked fantastic to me. And it's a shame that Sterling isn't on the call because Sterling doesn't like this guy, and this was going to be my – Simon Holmstrom looked really, really good tonight and has continued to impress me. Um, you know, he's not someone that's being relied on to score, uh, especially now with Bo Horvat coming in and being able to provide more offense. And Brock has looked good uh, the last couple games scoring goals. Um, but, man, Holmstrom, it just feels like a bunch of goals are coming for him. He looked really good tonight, um, creating chances, a lot of shots on goal. Um, yeah, so that's a positive. Uh, I wanted to take some and sort of just, positive out of this. Just going off that, yeah, I would completely agree with the offense looking good. I mean – something that I think always pointed to how anemic the Islanders offense was or is, or, you know, whatever we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's, that remains to be seen, I guess, how it will be going forward, but um, it looks good. And uh, a lot of the goals came from, if I'm remembering correctly, like work that they were like holding down, uh, like pinning the uh, Vancouver Canucks in their zone. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, prolonged zone time for the Islanders. And, you know, and I, from, you know, just anecdotal uh, evidence. It seems like a lot, they, in the past, Islanders, when they'd have a lot of sustained zone time, they wouldn't translate that into a goal. You know, mm-hmm. it, they would tire them out, but then all of a sudden, you know, some, they'd get a clear whether it's on a power player or not. But um, so mm-hmm. this, it seemed like at least, I'm I'm remembering probably at least two goals that seemed like they came from sustained zone time, you know? So that was yeah. like, like, I completely agree. The offense looked great, but just an off night for Ilya, which is... Mm-hmm. Hopefully very rare. 
extremely yeah, extremely rare. Rare. and 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 what's frustrating what's most frustrating probably about this loss is you know um how often do the islanders score how often does any team score five goals and lose not very mm-hmm. often um for the islanders especially i think uh it's it's a gut punch because yeah i know you know pittsburgh has five games in hand on us now and we're tied with them so that's you know not great mm-hmm. um despite the games in hand i think it would have been a nice um mental boost for the islanders uh if they had won tonight would have jumped to the top wild card um you know obviously pittsburgh would have been ahead on points per game um and washington too but you know it would have been a fifth straight islander win um it's a team they should be uh, they mm-hmm. have Montreal this weekend in Montreal, uh, which on paper should be a win. But I think historically we're not very good against Montreal, especially in Montreal. So, you know, uh, we got some big games coming up next week. Uh, I think we have Boston coming up in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh head-to-head, you have to win. Mm-hmm. And it can't go to overtime. Um, you know, it, it, the it's a very, Just like very... like Capitals game that we totally didn't win but yeah. at least it went to overtime <laughs> yeah it's it's tough like they um you know the they're up against it they've played a lot more games than the teams they're competing with um and they have to be nearly perfect the rest of the year and it's it's difficult because like i you know games like this how how often is Eli sorokin going to literally cost you the game almost like never almost never so I, I, and the Islanders have looked good recently. Uh, we're going to talk about it, but like they beat up on the Kraken real bad. Um, they didn't look great against Philly, but they found a way to win. And like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, a win is a win and they need to do that. Um, but they, it felt like they were starting to turn a corner. And I was a little bit, I, I, I mean, I was really excited. I was trying to be positive. I was trying to enjoy it. Um, and I still am. Uh, it's just tonight, it's tougher because that, that's just, it's just an awful loss. Um, the Islanders were up four two in the second period, um, and like the only thing I have to fall back on is I was playing against Elias Rokin in fantasy, and like <laughs> that worked out real well. But um, yeah, he was terrible, and the the game winning goal. Well, what uh, what the fifth goal, the fifth um, Vancouver goal, uh, just just terrible, just probably the worst goal I've seen Sorokin give up this year. Um, just got beat. Not 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 a great shooting angle for the shooter, and just got beat like really badly. Um, so not great. Um, Adam Pellick's penalties were not great. The Islanders did not take care of the puck at all tonight. Um, yeah, I mean Vancouver, despite being really bad in the standings, uh, I think are like tenth or eleventh in scoring, and the Islanders played right into their hands tonight, and Vancouver like didn't play well defensively either. It was, I mean, both teams played very similarly. One goalie played worse and the Islanders were also worse in their own zone. Uh, I think the Islanders also offensively probably benefited from Colin Delia being in net for Vancouver, who's not very good. Um, so yeah, really, really, really tough loss. And now you have to make up for it. Like, you know, I, I think of it, you know, we have like 30 games left and the Islanders have to win like 20 to get in. And, uh, you know, every time you lose to a bad team, you then now have to beat a really good team. Um, so now, I mean, first up, you play another bad team in, in Montreal, and it's a day game, and it's on the weekend, and, and it's in Montreal. It's a trap game. 
Um, or it would be if they had won tonight. Um, now I think maybe if there's anything good that comes out of tonight is the Isles really, they must come out really focused for that Montreal game because they were really poor tonight to start the game too. Vancouver was all over them to start the game. Uh, and the Islanders were lucky to take the lead first. Um, and yeah, they just didn't see it out. Like really, really, um, really disappointing third period. Two, I completely agree with. Yeah, third period was uh, was hard to watch. Yeah. Also, I mean, took a lot I of. I think icings. Vancouver scored three goals, uh, right? Because they scored one late in the second. Yeah, yeah. Actual it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it was four three going into the third. But uh, also, last thing I wanted to point out um, before I lend it back over to you, um, you could tell they stopped skating because they just kept icing the puck in the beginning of the period and throughout the period. Uh, so they stopped skating. They started taking penalties and icing the puck. They got stuck out there too often. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what what I, do you I got, James? Well, I was going to say the uh, a dead horse um, of our talking point. You know, it just seemed yeah, it seemed like a completely different team. The Islanders, like they were all mm. all off. The vibes were immaculate. The vibe, no, they were they were vibes were messed up, man. Oh no, they I meant not... oh, oh, I meant I I meant like they were immaculate until tonight. Oh oh yes, well yeah. I don't even like yeah they've been winning until tonight. Uh, they won four games in a row, but the I don't know. I guess it's maybe it's just harder since I'm a newer fan, like you know more closely watching Islanders over the last couple of years. It's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that this you know the the defense has just taken this hard of a hit just uh, from, you know, during this season. Uh, and obviously there's been a lot of changes in players too, um, for better or worse, but uh, we won't get into that. Um, jar. Uh, so, yeah. Well, tonight it looked like we your had favorite. Set, uh, six chars out there. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I think you uh, on paper have a much better defense than we did last year. But yet we're yeah, playing, yeah. playing, just not playing as much defense. It what what makes me nervous is you know I I, I talked about I think in the last podcast that we're giving up a ton of chances and Ilya's just bailing us out. Right. And, yeah. uh, I think we saw what it looks like if Ilya wasn't as good as he usually is. Yeah. You know. I mean, it, that's what it, this that's, Vancouver game showed us. That's not great. Like, I mean, yeah. That, that's not great at all. Um, <laughs> he was really bad tonight. And it's so, I mean, I think it, sta- it stands out so much because of how rare it is for Ilya to be this bad. Right. Yeah, um, so, look, I know it's inopportune, the timing, because it's a team you have to beat and we need to win a lot of games. Um, but, you know, hopefully this just locks him in more when he plays the really good teams that we really desperately have to beat. Now we have a lot of games left against the Capitals and Penguins head to head and the Islanders real, they need to ace that they need to pretty much go like four and oh with no overtime points. Um, so, you know, they're in a better spot than they were last year where, you know, they were way off the whole time and they never really got close, even though they were the ninth seed. Um, there's not going to be as big a golf from eight to nine seed this year, but mm-hmm. um, the Islanders, you know, the Islanders have teams chasing them down too. Like Florida yeah. and Buffalo are right there. Um, Although so, Sterling does not think Florida will make it. 
Mm. Yeah, but you know, when, when you're when you're that close, like when you're that close, you're right. in it. You got a chance. Like, I mean, it's tough now for the Islanders because the Islanders are, um, you know, in that you know area of teams like vying for the wild card. But uh, man, we've played so many more games than than the rest. I know. Almost the rest, it's, all of it's, them. It's like it's crazy to think that a team could have five games in hand, you know, in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah. uh, like, cause it, it's just, yeah, it's just very odd to think that you've played almost two weeks more games than them. You know it's what I lot, mean? It's a lot of games. Like I'm, I'm curious. I haven't looked too much at the schedule, um, like too far ahead of like the next week or so, but um, yeah, that's uh, it's, it's very strange. Um, and then, but, well, what else is interesting, mm-hmm. and this is something Butch said on the broadcast was that, like, he, see, he's such a homer. He was like, well, you know, they have more games in hand, but that means they have to play more games in less time, so they're going to be tired, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. That, it's just, like, it's what just are the, like, you know, that's the really odds of a team. For... <laughs> yeah, the odds of a team going 0-5 are really low, and, you know, the the if we blow games like we did tonight, then we're literally going to need those teams to, like, lose every game. <laughs> and, right, again, exactly. we're, we're going we're gonna to, unfortunately, start to talk about, like, the situation of last year. Remember when, like, the Islanders would like just barely give you some hope for last year. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's a lot different because this year they're like, you know, it's a mere, you know, point or two out, even though there's plenty of games in hand. So it's hard to tell where we actually stand without the Penguins and Caps having played those games last year. Like we were just like, if we got within 10 points, we were excited. Yeah, um, so yeah. it's a big difference from this year to last year. And that's more to do with um, the parody being better teams like Buffalo <laughs> I uh, like just not some teams in the East that aren't terrible. I mean, there still are some really bad teams in the East. And like Johnny Gaudreau went to the team that is currently the worst team in the NHL. And do I get some gratification out of that? You bet. <laughs> um, and uh, Bo Horvat looks like a great fit, by the way. Um, I, you know, I think Barzi is already showing a lot of. Um, that's actually like confidence a lot of well, chemistry I was just, yeah i was gonna say a lot just a lot of uh, a lot more i was i was gonna say like spark there's like there's been a spark you know and that's yeah. like the whole like you'd hope the trade right like a huge trade like that would would do it and mm-hmm. uh in uh not so much in the vancouver game but the previous games this week like you, i absolutely saw it like you know like all the players seemed like they were hustling and uh mm-hmm. uh you know like like really were hungry for those wins i mean it's also um you know, we've had Kyle Palmieri back from injury, mm-hmm. Pellick back from injury. Uh, you know, so it's like, I'm pretty sure, other than Wallstrom, we're pretty much at full strength. The Islanders are pretty much, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and thank you for bringing up Palmieri, because, man, he's looked really good the last couple games. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. shot has been fantastic. He's been moving. Um, they re- they need that desperately. You know, if they mm-hmm. are going to, like, stay in the picture, they need Palmieri to be awesome. Um and Horvat's already been awesome. In in like he picked up two points tonight. He got an assist on the Dobson goal at the end of the game there, um, and he got a disallowed goal, and then he scored a real goal. Mm-hmm. Hor- Horvat, a real goal, fa- which fantastic. looked like looked like it would have been like how Beauvillier would have scored, you know. Uh, and and but the thing is, like no other, I don't think any other Islander, other than now Bo Horvat. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think that any other Islander could have made that goal that Bohorva made. It was there's two people in front of him and mm. a Vancouver player, like you know, like trying to intercept the shot, like you know, getting in, like right in front of the mm-hmm. the 
um, stick of Bo Horvat. So it just like yeah. somehow he, and then he slipped it between the two players in front of him and the goalie. So it's just like, no, see, other player could I do think that. Brock could do that because he won the most accurate shooter at the NHL All Star game. But I mean, also, I don't I think mean, Brock would have taken that shot. I don't know. Oh, Brock, Brock's got, I mean, Brock's got a really good You're talking shot. about my favorite. Like, you know what I mean? Like, of course, mm. I, I, you know, I hope you would have, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I feel like if any if any other Islander took that shot, they, it just would have went wide, you know? Like, it wouldn't, or it would have gotten Maybe. blocked, you know? Um, so I, I thought um, tonight we had a good net front presence uh, because... Oh, absolutely. Lee was uh, a noticeable net front presence mm-hmm. again. Yeah, I mean, he had the, the disallowed goal, but he he was... It, it felt like Delia, they took away Delia's eyes on a mm-hmm. lot, which is funny because they didn't have to because, like, if you look at the Brock goal that tied the game at two, right? Um, they showed it on the right. replay. I mean, look, also it's a two-on-one, and the um, defender, the Vancouver defender, like, you know, you, you have to make a decision. Do you take away the shot or do you take away the pass? And it's a 50-50 guessing game, and he took away the pass, which was the wrong decision because it's Brock Nelson and he's got a good shot. But also Colin Delia, like, left all of the net open. Like, on the replay, yeah. it's very, like, Brock, like, just like, I don't know, it's like an easy one for Brock. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, so that that was my joke about they didn't have to take his eyes away, right. but they still did. Um, and um, unfortunately, you know, they had a few shots tonight where I think Delia had no eyes, no eyes on the puck, and we shot it wide. Um, mm-hmm. Delia, despite giving up five goals and and giving up some not great ones, uh, made a gigantic stop on Bo in the third period that would have tied the game at five at the time. I think um, he just he made. I like Sorokin made no important saves tonight. Literally right. could not get you a single big save. And look, I I, I hate that, um, saying this because I, you know, it sounds like something you would make up after the fact to sound correct. But after um, the second one that Ely gave up, I was like, um, maybe go to Varley. I didn't know, like, look, I didn't know it was going to get that bad. Um, mm-hmm. But like not even – that would have been at that point. It would have been less of a pull on Elia, and it would have been a little bit more like, okay, guys, we got to wake up. Yeah, um, like a shake up, or yeah, I mean, something to, to like just to their credit, the Islanders the woke up. Yeah, to their credit, the Islanders woke up a little bit on their own. Um, maybe it would have been better off if they didn't and went down two one after the first, and maybe they come out with Varley the next period. It's hard to do that when you're only down by one, but. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's not something I really see a lot of coaches do. So, it, like, there are some nights that I, I wish coaches would just go with their gut and be like, "I know it's only two one, but I don't think Elias got it tonight." And I think it was pretty clear that he, he didn't quite have it um, hmm. in the first. Yeah, I don't period. know. I would say he just, just wasn't so tracking the puck that well. Like, yeah. even then, the first two goals were not as awful. You know, uh, they weren't like abysmal like the fifth one stood out as um mm-hmm. but i was noticing like oh he's not quite you know like feeling his net tonight mm-hmm. um he overplayed um the second goal to his left um so yeah i mean um it's tough because i i don't want to be that fan that overreacts to every single game and and be like you know when we win we're going to the cup when we lose we're picking first overall so i'm not going to do that <laughs> Um, I think they've generally looked pretty good recently. It's uh, really tough to lose the way they did tonight. 
Um, and they have to beat Montreal and they have to beat Pittsburgh. And okay, so um, let's actually just mm-hmm. let's talk on that. And this is a little bit sure. be a little bit of a shorter episode. So, um, so we'll just kind of go over the the couple games coming up next week. So, like you said, mm-hmm. Saturday they're playing Montreal in Montreal, and yes. then they have uh, on Tuesday they're playing the Ottawa Senators, and then mm-hmm. uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, and then the Boston Bruins on Saturday, the February eighteenth. Yeah, it goes. So, it, it gets very difficult very quickly. That's why the yeah. loss tonight is frustrating so many people because, um, by right, the way, can because you still it's see now my... you have to pick up that win somewhere else. Yeah. Can you still see my face, by the way? Yeah. yeah. Why? What happened? Okay. Good. Oh, because I pulled up the schedule in the background. So I can't see my own face, but I can see yours. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's weird. I did the same thing. Huh. So weird. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, the, um, you, you, like going by the idea that they're going to have to win, like, you know, well, you know, what, 66% of the rest of their games. Um, you you got to beat Montreal, Ottawa, and Pittsburgh. If you then lose to Boston, and that Boston game, that's brutal. That's the back end of a back to back with a very important game the first night, and the second game is in Boston. I know it's not a far travel, but, um, you know, it's not a home at home. It's not two games in a row at home. It's a game at home and a game on the road. So you, I think in a perfect, perfect world, I mean, obviously a perfect world, you get four points, but I'm going to be realistic and say, um, you got to beat Pittsburgh. And then if you get a point against Boston, that's great. Um, Mm. And uh, then you play Pittsburgh again uh, on Monday. And again, Mm -hmm. like head to head, those are must wins. Basically, if you lose one of them, I can start to check out a little bit because, you know, that'll, I like, it'll really, there's not a lot of opportunities in the NHL for four point games in the standings, you know, yeah. where we're depriving Pittsburgh of two and we're gaining two. Um, but they, we're they, also, the Islanders ha- have to straight only, up win all their games against Pittsburgh. We have three yeah, left exactly. against Pittsburgh. There's only two teams that that matters against, which is Washington and Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, I'm actually so you, looking. You say we had three left against Pittsburgh. Yeah, three, three against Pittsburgh. I'm That's looking now. Great. Washington, three against Washington too. So Holy the, the frustrating all thing, of the all of the important games. Yeah, are left now. Yeah, I mean they have. It's a wow. good thing, um, because they have a lot. It's in their hands. Like you know, last year they were so far out that they had to pray for other teams to do the work, and they still have to hope for other teams to help with Pittsburgh. Um, you know, with the games in hand, but the Islanders get to play three games against each of those teams. That is, you know, uh, 18 points in the standings. Uh, no, I just I completely screwed up that math. Wait, six <laughs> times two is 12. 12. And then you multiply that by two is 24. Okay. So if you want, because if you count each of them as yeah, a four yeah. point game, you know, yeah, in theory, it's right? Just, it's just tough because, like, are like even if even if they miraculously <laughs> went six and zero in those games, you know you know there's going to be an overtime game in there or something, and they're not going to go six and zero. Like, no. um, all right, well, and I wonder they what they're probably going to have to go like at at minimum four and two, and even that might not be enough. They might have to win five of six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I obviously, it depends on how they do against other teams. So, how many games do we have left? Uh, Let's just, see if we could do this on our phones here. So you know what, I we think we're putting in too much effort. Our, honestly, we play, I think we're putting we in more our effort than the Islanders <laughs> did this um, past game. 
We have tw- something like 27 games left. Something like say that. so. Sure. Yeah. Um, close enough. And, uh, yeah, they – so, you know, what? Uh, like, that's a decent percentage against the teams that we're fighting with. Just for, for reference, oh, man, this makes the loss even worse. So, Pittsburgh uh, is probably going to pass Washington. They have three games in hand. They're one point back. If the Islanders had won tonight, we'd be at 61. Washington's at 60. And Washington would have two games in hand. But, you know, a team losing two games, that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so a big, big loss. And it, it's I, I, it, it's really frustrating. And you're going to have to make up for it with wins against really good teams. That's just how it is. Like, if you want to make the playoffs. Um, really quickly, uh, Samuel Bulduk tonight played instead of Sebastian Ajo. Um, Bull Duke didn't look great tonight. I would expect Aho to probably jump back into the lineup, but Romanov also looked pretty bad. Um, but Romanov is older and gets more leeway. Um, so I think Romanov, who we gave up the first round pick for. Yeah. Um, that I, I still don't love it. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Can we talk about all right? Last thing, what we should, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't talk about, but because I actually didn't look into the details, but uh, the Rangers made a trade mm-hmm. today. Yes. To overshadow our island yeah. trade. So that's a little hurtful. Well, and they, so the, they, 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 yeah. So mm-hmm. just, just, just elaborate on that. And then, so our, be our, what trade, we close on. our trade will probably have longer lasting effects. It definitely will. Um, because we traded away, I think, a little bit more, but we also got a player that's a little bit younger and does a little bit more. Um, where I, I should say has a wider array of tools. Tarasenko is a sniper. Um, he's a winger. And uh, the Rangers uh, really, really, really did well in that trade because they didn't give a, they like really didn't give away much. They essentially, you know, I it might be a rental. So it's different. It's hard to compare to the Islander trade because the Islanders immediately signed a long-term extension for Horvat. And Horvat's going to be a fixture of this team for a while. Um, whereas Tarasenko, I think it's going to be a rental because I don't know if the Rangers have the cap space in the offseason to bring him back. Um, but as far as rentals go, they minimized risk. Um, and it's a really good move for them. It's really, it sucks because uh, they're already, you know, a very good team. They've been playing really yeah, well for the last month or two. And now they've they also... have Vlad Tarasenko. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I just, when I remember looking into that trade, I mean, they had made a couple of moves to, like, just build up on picks, the Rangers. And so it's like they had a lot of leverage, I think, to make these trades. Maybe, and they, you know, like the Islanders also, I don't know what, the Islanders prospect pool is not perceived to be as good. Um, Mm. So the Rangers, I I think also, you know, I think with Tarasenko, there are more health questions because he had a bad shoulder a few years ago. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, the Rangers did really well. I'm a little surprised. Nobody offered. I, I, I'm surprised the return was so poor for a guy who scored like f- between 40 and 50 goals. Um, I don't know if he's that guy anymore. He is 31 or 32. Um, and like I said, it's probably a rental. I don't know if they have the cap to keep him. Um, and even if they did, I don't know if you want to sign a 32-year-old with a possibly bad shoulder long-term. So this is the Rangers taking a real shot at this year. And for that, I think they did well because they didn't give 
too much away. They gave away um, a player who never scored a goal for them in like 50 games. Um, and they, it, it, it's, it's funny because they traded away a very good young player that's turned into an elite player in Pavel Buchnevich, uh in the trade that got them this guy that never scored for them. So they kind of, you know, they kind of make up for that a little bit. Um, they did, they did get older. Like they basically turned Pavel Buchnevich into Tarasenko, which is a few years ago that you would have said that's an improvement, but now it's not um, because Buchnevich is younger and has more of a future in the league. Tarasenko being 31, 32 and having some shoulder issues probably isn't sticking around as long, but again, for like it's the, for the Rangers low risk, and, you know, and they did well. I mean, I'm yeah. a fan. I'm trying to poke holes in it, but I can't. It's, <laughs> I, I think they did pretty well right. there. And this is an Islanders podcast, not a Rangers podcast. So I apologize for even invoking yeah. the name yeah. of the yeah. Rangers. So, well, you know uh, what? Tarasenko has been a guy every Islander fan has talked about yes. for like a few years. So it's still Islanders <laughs> somewhat. Future, <laughs> oh, I see. That's how we, another that's how former, former future Islander. So, okay. That's what so, people. Uh, I think what we'll close another former future. So what we'll cl- do to close it out, if you don't mind is so last week we discussed uh, kind of like the over under what we thought was going to be the likelihood of the Islanders making the playoffs. Um, so has that changed for you? I think you said. Like I was below 20 or something. You were below, okay. Below yeah, I, was like, I, I, was the I think I was like 30, 40%, something like that. I, I so. said something in the realm of what, um, Dom Lashusen from uh, from I'm just gonna say from Twitter uh, from the Athletic, um, <laughs> and he had them at 19, uh, and I said something in that range. I don't think I gave an exact number, but I'll, we'll say 20 is what I had last week. Um, that's gone up like not insignificantly for me. Um, uh, probably between 25 and 30 now, just because, um, okay. you know, if they had won tonight, I probably would have jumped. A little bit more, one hundred percent. We're getting the cup, <laughs> but um, yeah, they're they're more in it than I think I gave them credit for. Because look, I even when it when a team's looking as bad as they are, you just like look at future games and you're like loss, loss, loss. <laughs> but like you forget that um, you know, a team gets on one run and they're back in it. Like a team gets mm-hmm. on one run and all of a sudden, you know, the playoff odds jump. So. Um, yeah, I'll say um, I still think they are up against it. Like they're not favored, obviously, with games uh, games played. Um, but yeah, I mean, talk, you know what? When we talk after those two Pittsburgh games, that's gonna affect. It's either gonna be yes. zero or it's gonna be fifty. So let's see here. So the two Pittsburgh games, Friday and Monday, mm-hmm. coming up. So oh, yeah, uh, so maybe we'll have to be... do an early podcast next week after. Like, uh, yeah, you know, sooner after the uh, Pittsburgh game. That would be, yeah, because then there's no other, like, divisional games. Yeah. Uh, or, sorry, for... two weeks from now, because that would be, like, the Pittsburgh game is next yeah, Friday. Yeah, that week. Whatever. Yeah. We'll figure it out. So, let, fans, let me tell you, fans, we're the looking fans ahead already. Schedule. <laughs> yeah, our next episode is a look-ahead episode. Don't watch it. It won't be interesting. <laughs> the interesting episode will be, well, actually, that's not true because if the Islanders lose to Montreal and Ottawa and mm. yeah, then then it'll be yeah, a screaming, it's... it'll be a screaming match and we'll be at zero percent odds. 
But if they're winning up until then, I mean that that'll be just more. Yeah, if they win, it'll for the fire, it'll so. set up a real fun uh, chat with whoever we get on uh, for uh, for post Pittsburgh games. Yes, um, let's try and get our good friend Matthew Barzell on the podcast for those games. Oh, I was going to say Thomas yeah. Hickey, you're aiming higher. Uh, yeah, no, Matt Barzell loves being on the podcast. Who else? Um, Nelson, you know, also. Yeah, I feel like with Nelson, it'd be a lot of like, uh huh. <laughs> yeah, just got to get the pucks in deep, you know. Yeah, just got to get to our game. I feel like uh, <laughs> Nelson would Nelson would be so on the verge of holding it together. With like, <laughs> I'd be like, so remember when you scored that goal? And at some point, he would just like, like, leave. <laughs> just yeah. leave without a word, or he'd just be like, ah, just walk shut out of us. Shut up. <laughs> uh, anyway, my brother, right, my so. brother uh, worked the game tonight and told me he saw a few Bo jerseys, Bo, um, not Beauvillier, Beauvillier. Nice. He might have seen Beauvillier jerseys too. He, I saw yeah. one on the broadcast. That guy probably feels so. not so great right now. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny. I didn't even think. Because I never considered getting a Beauvillier jersey, but I mean, it wasn't out of the question. Like you know, in terms of you, you I was not expecting last no, year. Follow, no, follow your first instinct there. You no, were right. <laughs> nobody would have expected Beauvillier to be traded last year. So it's just like I, I, I wish if it. you bought one at the beginning of this year, like that would suck. Yeah, I mean, look, anyway. I wanted it to happen last year. Mm-hmm. This anyway, sucks. Right, he's so, such a nice guy. I feel like Bo would be a great guy to have in a podcast. Yeah, that interview they did they, uh, with him, you know, before the game, mm-hmm. that was like super sweet. You know, he's a great. Like everybody likes him. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. good. Good on you, Bo. Good on you, Bo Villier. Just Tom's do it. Do, do it for not my team, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is pretty crazy how he got the game winner for Vancouver. I feel like that was automatic. Somebody in one of my group chats when <laughs> when. When he scored to make it 6-4, said the Islanders are about to score so that the game-winning goal is Bose, and they did. Wow. So we, You know what? When you've watched enough Islander hockey, you know that they're going <laughs> to get one to like – because you're not they're not going to let you just leave. They're going to yeah. be like, oh, no, we scored. you got to watch the last 48 seconds. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, anyway, all right. Thank Anywho. you so much, everybody, for watching our Low Energy podcast. We'll probably talk. At some point, you know. Yep. I got a again, new jersey, the by the way. I got a, is a it Buffalo really jersey. <laughs> it's it's my backup team. Oh. The Buffalo <laughs> the Buffa Slugs, the Buffalo Sabres. I may as well just show nice. this since I'm Yeah, it looks nice. Look at that. All right. It's you know what it is? It's about the friends we made along the way. It's not about the playoffs. No, no, no. It's that we discovered we were friends along the way. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're not yeah, right I mean like no, 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 no. We've been friends this whole time, but we just took us this long to realize it. And I mean, if you, uh, you don't know, realize your friends, are you really friends? Um, I mean, we've never met in real life, so it's like kind of yeah. weird that you know we have this whole YouTube channel and everything. But yeah, we we met on a. Uh, it's the date the podcast version of speed dating. It's like <laughs> yeah, they, they they put hosts and co-hosts together. It's kind of like. <laughs> It's kind of like Sky High, where they put the heroes and the sidekicks together. Wow, what a what a <laughs> deep cut! All I right. saw that movie three times in the theaters. <laughs> I was in love. That is I, not something no, you, I shouldn't I say it online. I shouldn't, publicly. I shouldn't say it in the past tense. I am in love with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, don't even know. Who that yeah, is. I just want I that to, to be out there. Up. Yeah, she's in Scott right. Pilgrim. Oh, you're putting that out into the universe so that, like, yeah. you know, 
it might this is my Beauvillier moment with Anna Kendrick well, we all know how that turned out for him. Yeah, that's <laughs> fitting. Well, really hey, we don't. We don't know. We don't know what went down on the DM. That's true. Ooh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's time to end this. Okay. This has been going on too long. This is what happens when we just talk, keep on talking. Okay. Great stuff happens. All right. Bye. I'm getting waved off now.